0: This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Mommy.
1: Welcome to Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labron with Alex Klingensmith, and we are in the Financial Detox studio, Intelligence Driven Advisors, coming to you today to talk about alternative investments and portfolio construction. Today is going to be a really important show because I think as we start to look at where the markets are, Alex, and what's going on in the markets, how high they've gotten, how much stimulus has been pumped out there, is this show going to go on forever, right? Is this going to continue forever? I think we all know the answer to that is probably not there is a downturn coming we just don't know when we don't know how severe but uh maybe putting alternatives into your putting alternatives into your portfolio can help you reduce the impact of that potential down com- downturn that that could be coming soon um and so give us a call at 877 707 8889 if you have any questions or you want to talk about today's show and how it fits into your personal goals and your personal situation we'd love to uh, entertain a conversation and see if we can guide you that's what financial detox is all about helping you avoid the great behavioral blunders that most investors make thank you nick murray and have better returns and find your true purpose in investment management and your true purpose with your life's financial trajectory and so there you go it's financial detox i'm jason and we are stoked to be with you today alex what do you think brother that was a heck of a long intro this one this topic of alternatives it, it's it it stumps me. I'm baffled. I have more questions than answers, and I'm in the industry, and so this is why I wanted to talk about it because we should be talking about taxes right now, probably because you know it's the deadline's coming up, and yeah. taxes are so boring. And yes, we will do your <laughs> we will do tax planning and work with your CPA. We have an in-house CPA team, yes. tax return preparation team. Yes, we should be talking about taxes. I just didn't want to. have to? Yeah, me neither. I didn't want to because- Our last money... week's show was so boring, we well, couldn't. Sorry, I cut you off. No, yeah, it's okay. I just wanted to talk about this because you know what people are talking about right now among my circles and clients more than taxes? Yeah. They're talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, market, all-time market highs, like you said. So I wanted to kind of just explore this one and, and start with, you know, who should use alternatives and who should not? Is any size portfolio- Good for alternatives, or is it a certain size? This is where the detoxifying thing comes in. I think really strong because yeah, it does. people you're get right. all excited and they start buying gold or cryptocurrency, and like you only have ten grand, like what are you doing? Or or, or you have ten million and you're you're doing it? I don't know. Like where do we start? <laughs> right? And even what the heck does the word alternative investments mean? Right? No, we're not talking about alternative lifestyles, like and 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 goofy weird stuff. We're talking about alternative investments, and and I, I think the broadest. Best definition of alternative investments would be an investment that is not available in the traditional marketplace with traditional liquidity. And by traditional marketplace, I mean stocks and bonds and treasuries and CDs and just basic traditional investments. Alternative investments are investments that go outside of the traditional stocks, bonds, cash, CDs, and so on and so forth. And here's where I challenge myself even. This is why the questions start happening really fast in my mind is, you know, here at Intelligent Driven Advisors, it's our RIA, right, that backs and powers financial detox and everything else we do. Our core investment philosophy is around efficient markets, stocks and bonds. Yes. So then we start to dabble into this alternatives. It's like, well, when do we do that? When do we, how do we do that? What process, what evidence to support these kinds of uh, conversations do we follow ho- in, in hope that it will help listeners and other people, right? Yep. So, you know, I think that there's some things to really be nervous about and suspicious, or, or what's the word I'm looking for when somebody is... Um, they're su- Too good to be true? Yeah, they're suspicious. Guaranteed they're- 10% a year return mm-hmm. on your investment in... Right, X fill in blank that kind of stuff, and basically, there's, for example, a new trend. A client asked me about this new thing called SPACs. Right? What have Spanx? you heard? No, no, not SPACs. Spanx, Spanx <laughs> was a great company. That girl crushed it with SPACs. That was a good <laughs> business. But SPACs, um, have, you, have you heard of SPACs? Was, Is it the small business uh, bond thing? No, <laughs> it's it's special purpose acquisition company. They're basically known as blank check companies. So SPACs are are ways now. And they're trying to make it all trendy and hot. There's tons of newsletters and tons of like... And, and there, it's where you can invest in pre-IPO companies. You can invest in companies that don't even exist. Is this, this is, venture capital and stuff? It's like basically venture capital. Wait a minute. Companies that don't even exist. Right. Did you company, just say that? They're, they're literally, <laughs> you heard me say that. There are companies that are raising money to go create a company out of a shell of another company. They don't even exist. And it's just a big idea. It's almost like crowdfunding of... Uh, go fund me for my new next idea kind of stuff. Now there's some that are more legit than that too, but they are, I just I couldn't even believe it. So a client was talking about it the other day, smart guy asking a really good question. Um, and some some companies, DraftKings went through a SPAC. Mm. Um, so there's uh, Virgin Galactic went through Nicola, 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 and N K L A went through a SPAC. Those are some of the successful ones. But um So it's interesting, but there's a whole new thing there. That would certainly be an alternative investment. Um, So inefficient markets are alternatives, right? I like that. So inefficient are the ones where there's an opportunity to exploit, uh, that's not a nice word, but to basically capitalize on inefficiency. Yeah, inefficiency, (laughs) find find value where others maybe don't because you do the extra due diligence and and legwork, right? We talk about that a lot, and I think it's a a worthwhile uh, thing to bring back up again, Alex. It's just in the public markets, it's oftentimes not worth paying a lot of extra money for somebody to tell you they're some expert on managing in and out of the market and trying to get in and trying to get out and trying to pick the right stock over this stock because what's proven to be true is that the markets are relatively efficient, meaning that the current stock price of most companies is a pretty good reflection of that company's actual value. There's not often great mispricings. There's not often great hidden information that is out there that somebody doesn't know. So when you go to buy Apple and you think, is Apple a good price? Well, yeah, it's a good price because there's hundreds of millions of buyers and sellers, and they're coming together and they're making the price of Apple based upon not only the known information today, but they're making that price based upon the information that they expect to happen over the next six to 12 months. So it is the best price based upon all known publicly available information. You know the best example of that, actually, yeah. as time has gone on, is the GameStop thing. Wow. Yeah. Because as soon as information was released, and it was released in such a fast way through Wall Street bets and Reddit, yeah. the price of the stock did what? It just what well, went straight up and then straight down to the moon well now it's come back up again yeah, it's good it's on its way I'm up so th- there must be some um, um, there, there are more people and more information that believe the stock is worth more money in the future than it's being priced at today so the price goes up that's the way it works that's actually efficient market working right there it is it doesn't make sense when you think about why because the company itself doesn't have all the traditional fundamentals where you're like yeah I want to buy that because yeah. it's a solid company it's a, it's a brick and mortar. You know what GameStop is, right? Remember yeah. that place when you were a kid? Like, yeah. Why is that but so? But I think there may be some online part to GameStop too. I Maybe. think you can now go buy games or, or, or go through the cloud and actually rent and buy games through the cloud. The ones who watch more video games are socially inept. Yeah, that's just a, or who play more video games they're, they're truly socially inept it's unbelievable they can't they can't deal but that's a whole I hear lot you problems. we don't even have an Xbox at the house a friend yeah. lent us we Xbox have one we a gave while. it away or we, we locked it up in a closet because our kids were acting like idiots if we tried to take them <laughs> off of walk. it they would spaz out and I'm yeah. like what, who are you what are you doing yeah what <laughs> happened to my great kid that was so <laughs> we're a come, ago. we're going to come back and we're going to talk about alternative investments <laughs> alright we'll be right back it's Financial Detox you can get a hold of us at 877-707-8889 check us out at Detox. You know what you're actually paying your financial advisor or stockbroker? You should. Is there a plan? How clearly does your advisor explain that plan? Hi, I'm Jason Labrum of Intelligence Driven Advisors. You've heard us on our radio program, Financial Detox. At Intelligence Driven Advisors, you never need to worry about hidden fees again. We are committed to disclose all sources of compensation because we believe transparency is the cornerstone of a successful relationship. I invite you to take our portfolio challenge. If we can't measurably improve what you're doing with your portfolio, given your goals and objectives, we will send you a Visa gift card for $100. Once again, if we can't measurably improve what you're doing, we'll send you a Visa gift card for $100. Ask for the portfolio challenge. That's the intelligence driven advisors difference. Learn more at intelligencedrivenadvisors.com or call 877-707-8889. Once again, that's 877-707-8889. <laughs> it was a great idea you had well, before welcome, welcome back it's financial detox jason labrum and alex klingensmith we are your hosts and we are talking about alternative investments how they fit into your portfolio i'd like to start the segment when they they can catch you can catch a bit our listeners can catch a bit of our break because most of the time we're laughing about something in the break right you ever had a great idea that was so great that you already did it <laughs> <laughs> this is the best idea ever Oh wait, you already did that. I did. That. Oh, I did. Oh yeah. good, that's a good cool. idea. let well, it. <laughs> it. was a great idea twice, it must have been a great idea. It then. Must have been. If it's still stuck around, oh, that's, that's funny. funny. All right, we're talking about alternative investments, Alex. You're saying I'm confused. I don't even know. There's so much. You know what? You say that because you you know more than 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 ninety five to a hundred percent of the walking public about alternative investments. But what I think you realize is, if you're a humble person and you're you're being honest with yourself, kind of the more you know about these. Spaces, these these things, um, investments, and in different categories. Is the more you know, the, the more you don't know, right? The more you know, the more you realize you don't know, because there is so much there, and there's so many different layers in the private space and the alternative investment space. The inefficient market, as we we've, we've coined it as well, there are uh, I think great opportunities to diversify portfolios. So, yes, you can. I think there's statistical and relevant and consequential data that will show that you can shift the efficient frontier. This is nerd talk, but what that means is you can take a portfolio and by adding in non-correlating assets that also have uh, desirable return characteristics, you can shift the efficient frontier and get a portfolio that has the same or less amount of risk With the same or less, or or the same or more return, right? So you can actually get that thing that we talk about that's so elusive in the traditional public, liquid, transparent, um, efficient markets where risk and return are related. By adding in alternative investments in the right way to your portfolio, I think you can decouple that risk and return are totally related uh, hypothesis and you can shift up to a different efficient frontier and make your portfolio just straight up better. At what point do you start doing that? At what size of an account? Is that that the way to think about it? I I think it is for us. I mean, for us, we think about it, you know, in our certainly million dollar plus type investable assets. Um, However, if you're an individual investor trying to do this on your own, you know, you could do it with less money if you're looking at interval funds or lower barrier to entry funds. But what precludes you most of the time from having access to alternative investments and non-correlated inefficient market um, investments is the government. Because they have regulations and they do not allow, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to protect you from making money with the quote unquote big boys because you have to be an accredited investor at least. And in most of them, in several, and most of, of the, well, I would say are the better ones. You have to be a qualified investor and a qualified investor is a significant hurdle. You have to have $5 million of investable assets, not including your primary home. So you have to be a very wealthy person to have, Qualified status Uh, A credit investor Is a lower status um, But You know It changes the scope I think it's one of the things Where If this is But what they're trying to do Is they're trying to say Look you need to be sophisticated And have wealth To understand these investments Because oftentimes There are um, Illiquidity factors Where this It's not It's just straight up Not liquid You cannot get your money back And no matter what you do see, You know They're trying to protect people The way you were defining Alternatives earlier in terms of being non-correlated to traditional stocks and bonds, traditional so is then cryptocurrency and commodities like gold and silver through ETFs and things. Is that like a poor man's alternative then? I think they are, <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, I think they are. It's it's hard to get. Um, it's a little trickier to get a- access to crypto. I mean, you can go to Coinbase and that, and that works pretty well. I bought it on PayPal. Really? I bought my first Bitcoin. Did I tell you this? No, you didn't. dude, I didn't even tell you, huh? No. So I think um, you I thought I heard you saying something about it's that. It's the it's the honesty On God truth. PayPal, what did you commission did you pay? I paid, I bet it was paid huge. I paid fifty cents oh. to buy twenty dollars of Bitcoin. Um and what? so what I did was I went on PayPal, I was gonna pay a buddy for a camping trip, and it says your crypto on PayPal. I don't work for PayPal, I don't own stock in PayPal. Full <laughs> disclosure. looking at Full the camera, camera. but my crypto today is worth thirty four. I put twenty bucks in. This is how much gambling I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I bought twenty dollars. Of- you're a big investor, Alex. We have a huge stake in crypto. Thirty four dollars and eighteen cents. My basis <laughs> was twenty dollars. Ah, you're making money. That's but I wanted to see what would happen because right. this is what happens just to see with- if it even works. It totally works. You just hit the button and you so, buy it. And- so PayPal now has a crypto wallet. Basically, I wonder where they. Um, where does PayPal execute that transaction? Probably through Coinbase. See? Fifty cents on January thirty first. I'm up. A- $14 in a month and a half. You crushed it. 50, timing. 70% or something. I know, so why crazy. don't I buy more? That's the thing. That's the danger that you get into with this emotional investing thing is like everyone's talking about Bitcoin oh, and yeah. I just did it with one click on, yeah. on, on my PayPal app. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, remember the <laughs> E-Trade commercial? I love this commercial where the E-Trade baby, what's his name? Do you remember his name? <laughs> I don't remember. Is it Niles. No. Niles? Niles, no, Yeah, Niles. uh, I think Niles. I don't know. No, maybe that was his golfing buddy. But anyway, the E-Trade Baby has that commercial where he's like, um, I don't know if this actually went public. I don't think it did. You just got to Google it. Google E-Trade Baby loses money yeah he like throws up spit up on yeah, his yeah and he, and because and he's sitting there going <laughs> man look at this it's so easy on E-Trade I can just buy anything click just bought credit default swaps click just brought you know, mortgage backed securities click he's all this is awesome man it just goes up it's so easy you can do anything oh, wait wait a minute what wait, why is that line going down yeah oh no oh crud! and then he starts costing up the storm He's <laughs> like i lost everything and then he has a girlfriend too and he's like she's gonna kill me is that gonna be my bitcoin experience my twenty dollars is gonna go to zero look it, it's up a thousand percent in one in the past 12 months yeah it thousand percent yeah so do you want to buy an investment when it's up a thousand percent or do you want to sell it i don't know you know what i mean could it go up ten thousand percent yeah could yeah, you know it's crazy it is crazy. I, I mean, a few months ago, at the beginning of this year, remember we did that show that was called, you know, we did predictions.
0: Oh, yeah. And we had fun. Are America. we winning?
1: We had, I am losing. <laughs> I am totally losing on the Bitcoin one because I th- it was at 28,000, oh, yeah. I think. What did I say? And I said it was going to go down to like yeah. 10,000 And I something. said it's going to 50. It's already at 50, today it's 58,000. Right. So uh, did I say 50 or did I say a hundred? I ignored you. I don't know. I just, it was, we're going to play that show. I mean, that was Well, you got to wait should... till the end of the year though. Oh, man. Right, you can't, we'll see. you don't know cheating. It could go down still. We're trying to talk about alternative investments today, but we keep <laughs> getting off on tangents. So we're, <laughs> that's the beauty of this topic though. Yes, that's it is. The point of it, There's it is too many There's... different things out there. Yeah. So let's talk about crypto seriously though. Cause you bought 20 bucks. You're a big time investor now in crypto up to 30. <laughs> you tell how much I believe in it. Yeah. Right. Um, it is interesting right but i I would say I've done a moderate amount of due diligence on blockchain technology and crypto a low end of the moderate spectrum. Um, what i've the research that I've done seems really interesting, right? Um, there's an article out there you can google it called the End of Money. It talks about you know cryptocurrency and just currency manipulation by foreign governments and even our own government. And, And just how much opportunity a blockchain technology in a currency could provide for particularly third world countries and people who don't have access to safe and reliable and secure banking and investment opportunities because their currencies are manipulated by their government. Venezuela would be a good example. Argentina Argentina is a great example. Where literally entire populations of human beings lose all their wealth because the government just devalues the currency to nothing. How is that? Could you imagine? Like, I mean, are we on that trend? You got to at least ask the question, Right, we've just created for this country you mean. Yeah, we've created more stimulus two times the stimulus for COVID than we did for the credit crisis. The credit crisis some of the most major financial institutions in the universe were completely failing and falling apart and we've done twice the stimulus for COVID that we've done for that. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on, all right? We're printing money like there's no tomorrow. We're at 30 trillion dollars in debt. 30 trillion dollars in debt is going to take us over a million years to uh, what was it, no, it was 900 and something thousand years. If we balanced our budget and paid off a dollar every second, it's, this is not good. So I think it is a good time to think about alternative investments and how different things can work in your portfolio to hedge out the traditional um, investments. I think you gotta be very careful try not to you know, chase uh, performance, try not to fall victim of the hurting mentality and the hot new thing mentality and go lightly, tread lightly. Because traditional companies are going to be around and they're going to make products and services and they're going to sell them for a profit. And there will be returns available in the traditional market, stock and bond market, for as long as we all probably live. That's my guess. That's my hypothesis. Because We as investors are going to demand a certain rate of return if we put our money into equities and stocks. We're going to demand a certain rate of return if we lend our money through buying bonds. And so those returns are going to be the stable, safer way to go. Yes, they have volatility, but unlike the gold commercials will try and tell you, don't lose all your money in the stock market again, like 2008, nobody lost any money in the stock market in 2008 unless they sold at the bottom. If you stayed put, you not only didn't or lose had money. one of those companies that actually did disappear well, yeah, if they were concentrated into a single or very few positions and they disappeared yes you could lose money don't be concentrated when you're trying to preserve your wealth or grow your wealth conservatively over time don't be concentrated into single investment um, we, talked, we, we did talk about, but some of the other uh, alternative things that are, I think, very worthy of thinking about, particularly as a larger investor, more than a couple million in investment assets, private equity. Um, there's some really good data right now showing how companies are just staying private longer than they ever have. Companies used to go public really quick in order to get that capital they needed to continue to grow and become these big publicly traded companies. Um, Nowadays, with the private equity markets being so robust, Companies are staying private longer. They're changing hands two or three times in private equity transactions. And thus much more of those early stage large gains are happening in the private marketplace as opposed to the public marketplace. And then finally, once a lot of the growth has already been absorbed in the in the private marketplace, then they go public for a big IPO. So private equity makes a lot of sense. There's problems with it though, right? Uh, oftentimes high barriers to entry, you either have to have large dollar amounts to go get it or all you have to be a qualified or accredited investor. It's extremely illiquid and, and you, difficult. You're for your looking like and 8 to 12, sometimes 15 years of illiquidity. So like Imagine buying Apple and just absolutely not being able to sell it at all. Period. Any of it. Can't get your money back. (laughs) You want it? Sorry, you can't get it. So a true lockup. You gotta be prepared and willing to have that money invested for that long of a period of time. And you gotta make sure you have other sources of liquidity. So you gotta be really smart with this stuff. Uh, What percent? Let's say you are one of those bigger investors. I know we're gonna run out of time here, which we always do on these kinds of topics, but what percentage of your overall investable liquid portfolio would you entertain diversifying across alternative investments, broadly speaking? Yeah, broadly speaking, I think you gotta look at a number between 10 to 35, 40%. 10 so you, to 40 is, is is the percentage of your portfolio that could be or should be considered to be put in alter, alternative investments. You can look at like the Yale Foundation, the Harvard Endowment and Foundation, and some of the quote unquote, and I'm do, truly doing air quotes now, smartest money in the world, right? These, where all the, they have very sophisticated due diligence teams and investment committees, and they're putting together portfolios oftentimes with as much as maybe even up to fifty percent. And they're not thinking short term; they're not thinking about a Bitcoin trend 10, or whatever. Twenty, thirty, lifetime 40 years. investor decisions, yes. and that's probably the key takeaway for listeners: is that if you're going to use alternatives in your portfolio, know what you're doing first, and the way you know is by reading and, and learning yeah. or hire have a, professional. Have a professional. Yeah, that, well, that's the best way. I, I think having a, a, a a repeatable process, right? So, meaning like you have these checks and balances and how you're making these decisions to keep you on track long term. Yep. Uh, and if you want to be one of those Bitcoin investors on PayPal like me, it's totally just for fun. I'm willing to lose all that money. That's the other way to do it. I would. I think you make a really good point, Alex. I would be in in something like crypto. I don't think crypto is going to go away. I don't think Bitcoin is going to ever go to zero. Probably, um, but I would be prepared to. To, to accept that because there's a, a likelihood. I mean, remember back when Bitcoin hit 20,000 and everybody's freaking out and tons of people bought it and it went to three and then just everybody quit talking about Bitcoin. It was over. And then all of a sudden it blows right through 20 and now it's at 50 and everybody's talking about it again, right? How many people are going to buy in now and that thing's going to go back to 15 or 20,000? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, and people are just going to get washed out. They're going to sell out. So I think you have to decide am I an investor or am I a gambler Am I willing to lose this money? Am I not willing to lose this money? And what percentage of my portfolio do I want in more reliable, historically evidenced, academically proven, data-driven portfolio versus this percentage in I want to be both, by the way. I want to be an investor and a gambler. You can, <laughs> and you are. Um, but, you know, I think you got to also consider things like private debt, private real estate. We yeah. talked about commo- or cryptocurrency, and I think also different commodities and um, can also can play. You know, transportation, we're looking at uh, transportation and infrastructure and and different types of alternative investments like that too. So there's lots of options. We'd love to help you, guide you through this. So if you're uh, an accredited or qualified investor, you think you want to uh, look at these investments, give us a call at 877-707-8889. That's 877-707-8889. You can also shoot an email right to jason at financialdetox.com. Jason at financialdetox.com. We'll get back to you right away and get your questions answered. Thanks for listening to Financial Detox. As always, we appreciate you as our listener and hope you enjoy the show.
0: To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript and resources, visit FinancialDetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for financial detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes
2: only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labrum and intelligence-driven advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labrum and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decisions. There is a risk of loss of investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors, financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.